is Primetime Sports, WGNS, Murfreesboro, FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming worldwide on WGNSSports.com, on our iPhone and Android apps, and always at, at the, game. The, 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 game. the game. It's Primetime Sports, presented by Ideas Tees. Get an in-depth look at what's going on in local sports and a look ahead at the week to come. Let's get it started by joining the Primetime Sports team for the show here on News Radio WGNS. And good evening, everybody, and welcome to Primetime Sports, presented by Ideas Tees. Everybody is in the house tonight. That's right. Clark uh, Blair, Rod Edwards, Brian Barrett, John Dinkins here. And uh, we're here to talk some sports tonight. But uh, we've got to say, uh, Rod, we really missed Clark last week. We did. We kind of lost the words. We, <laughs> we like his wisdom. Lost for words. That, that's that's nicely put, Rod. Yeah. Rod is never at a loss for words, though. We've discovered <laughs> he can carry the carry the water if need be. <laughs> what I was so shocked at is we got everybody. Uh, we got you. We we timed it out perfectly, didn't we, Rod? That was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to blame it on Clark. It was Clark's fault that we don't, you know, get get done on time. But anyway, uh, glad to have Clark back and. Uh, uh, you're back getting ready into the swing of things, Commissioner. We had to uh, go to the assistant commissioner for last week's Peakskin Picks. We are ready to roll. Uh, not a lot of changes, and we're winding down pretty quickly, guys. You know, we're at we're getting ready to week 10, which is amazing that we're here. Did you like the high-tech um, way of sending you the picks that I, that I did last week? It was a mixture of typing and handwritten. It was, it was a thing of beauty. It was quite impressive. It was impressive. It was readable, which is the most important thing, and you had everybody's picks. <laughs> well, when I was commissioner, I used to do it on a napkin, and uh, that always seemed to be very good. I don't know, but uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see. We've got uh, we're going to talk about baseball and kind of wrap things up because um, I would imagine by the time we get here next week, we're going to have a winner in the World Series. And Clark, it's not the Cincinnati Reds or the Atlanta Braves. No, it's not. And I made the mistake of jumping on the Braves bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. And I was enjoying it. We were watching it at home. It gave us something to do. And then, but we'll talk later about Dans- Dansby Swanson and see what you think. Oh, are you going to talk ugly about Dansby? His running choices, yes. Yeah, that was a bad choice. That really was. And and uh, only to be outdone by um, uh, Riley's uh, run to third. That probably was was the turning point of that series, but we'll we'll talk about all that and much more as we continue here on Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees. Don't go anywhere. Stay right here with us. Since 1966, Vans Heating and Air has been a symbol of quality for Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Alton and Jason Fan are there to ensure quality to every customer, even showing up on site. Vans Heating and Air is located on Jayhawk Court near the county school board offices. They ask that you stop by or call 615-893-7930. That's 615-893-7930. For friendly, complete service on Amana, Bryant, or American Standard Heating and Air products, Vans will do it all. Sell you your choice of products and then install it with their factory-trained, experienced, professional staff. In the unlikely event you need service, Vans will be there with trained technicians. Fans specializes in new homes, custom homes, or existing buildings. Give Fans Heating and Air a call today, 615-893-7930, 615-893-7930. Good luck to all of our schools and student athletes from Fans Heating and Air. 
Hello, this is Coy Young at Last Cassis Feed Supply. We'd like to welcome you to our door and hope you find the customer service and expertise that exceeds your expectations. Last Cassis Feed Supply caters to all homeowners with a quarter acre to several acres, focusing on premium feeds and dog foods you won't find in box stores. Nutrition is our specialty here at Last Cassis Feed. And yes, you can even get milk from the MTSU dairy at Last Cassis Feed Supply, the best milk in town. Last Cassis Feed on Barlow Lane, just off Highway 96 East in Last Cassis. Craig's Tax Service. We perform tax preparation, individual tax returns, corporations, partnerships, and all your payroll bookkeeping needs. Brandon Craig with Craig's Tax Service. We fulfill all your tax preparation needs from individual returns to corporations and handle any of those scary letters you may get from the IRS. Craig's Tax Service at 142 Heritage Park Drive. Call 890-2233 for an appointment. We're proud to support all Rutherford County athletes. Craig's Tax Service, 890-2233. For more than a century, the name Balfour has been synonymous with the traditions of truly memorable academic experiences. Class rings, yearbooks, letter jackets, and more. I'm Josh Houston, and today, Balfour, Tennessee is proud to bring these treasured products to students attending over 120 high schools and hundreds of elementary and middle schools in the Middle Tennessee area. We are proud to raise our family and run our business in Murfreesboro and are proud supporters of our local teams. Come see us at 1829 Memorial Boulevard, Balfour, Tennessee, online at balfourtn.com. This is a paid legal ad. Big truck injury cases are more complicated than traditional car accident cases. Big trucks have to follow specific federal regulations, and our law firm knows that law. To aid our clients, we also work with experts in the fields of accident reconstruction and the evaluation of damages. If you or a family member has been involved in a trucking accident, you need a lawyer who focuses on representing people injured in trucking accidents. You need the law offices of John Day. 615-867-9900. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com and on our iPhone and Android apps. Welcome back to Primetime Sports presented by our friends at Ideas Tees. And, of course, we've declared Brian the Ideas Tees spokesperson last week. And so I, he did so well. Let's let him do it again. Well, thank you. I, I, I appreciate the promotion. But I tell you what you can do. You can get over to Ideas Tees at 910 Ridgely Road for anything uh, screen printing, embroidery, whatever your needs might be. They can help you out with that. Of course, they're the official TSSAA uh, merchandise source as well. So they're very busy with all the volleyball going on this week. So uh, you'll see them out at the championship events for not only volleyball, but uh, next week, girls soccer and all of the championship events. And they operate Raider T. That's at 910 Ridgely Road again, so you can check them out there. And uh, what you'll find at Raider Tees is anything for the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders, you'll find it. Uh, pullovers, uh, sweats, jackets, uh, toboggans, you're going to need some of that here uh, coming up. So check them out. 910 Ridgely Road, that's off of Broad Street, right behind Chewy's. Very easy to find. Very. In a huge place. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gigantic. You walk in and you can see anything, Blue Raider, anything, keychains. They got all kinds of stuff. Uh, golf golf markers and tees and, I mean, all, all kinds of things, things that you might not think about, but it's got the Raider logo on it. Well, let's uh, talk a little baseball, guys, as we continue here on the uh, Primetime Sports um, Thursday edition. And we have got uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, of course, uh, over Tampa Bay or – fighting Tampa, Tampa Bay, and uh, 
right now, what do, what do you feel about those two teams, uh, Rod? I, I know that Tampa Bay's got some really strong pitching. Didn't show it the other night, but uh, some pretty good pitching. Uh, like you mentioned, both teams really have solid pitching, but uh, I think they rely a lot on home runs. But uh, overall, hitting wise, the Dodgers are much greater depth. It seems like if they get get a little chink or something, it seems like they just explode into a big inning. Uh, I mean, people that you don't expect to really hurt you, you get late in the batting order, think, okay, we pitcher got by there, there's somebody a bomb one on them. Uh, well, I, it's going to be I, tough to beat the Dodgers, I think. I think I'm going with with LA in at least uh, four ga- in five games is what I'm thinking. Uh, Clark, your thoughts on the Rays Dodger series? Well, I think you know Mookie Betts has shown from the Brave series how good of a player he is, and of course he stepped up in Game One against Tampa Bay the other night, and basically he he took the game over, and uh, that's what you want your superstars to do. And you know we talked about what teams have money and who they're going to pay to play. And so I think the Dodgers feel very good about their investment in Mookie right now. Well, I think everybody in the room would uh, say that they would love that the Braves had been there. Even Rod. Rod sent, me a, Rod sent me a text and said, go Braves. And I thought that was the curse of death right there. I really thought it was <laughs> over when, when he did that. And I said, oh, my, oh, Lord, it's not going to happen. But uh, Braves had a good run, but you wanted to talk a little bit about Dansby. And, of course, that's one of my favorite players, so be be kind as much as you can, Clark. Oh, I thought he had a great series. But, I mean, that every game right there after, you know, when Atlanta went up 3-1, games 5, 6, and 7, it was touch and go basically every game. One, one mistake, uh, you know, the home runs they were robbing, but that, that play where, you know, I think every kid in Little League knows on a ground ball hit to third, you don't break for home. And he did. I don't know if he was just, you know, what his thought process was. But, yeah, I mean, that happened. And Riley tried to get to third, and that was a double play. It just deflated the team there. And yeah, it took him, you- took him out of that inning, which they could have built on and added on some runs. It would have made that uh, game a whole lot different looking, uh, Rod. Uh, if you if you'd gotten another run, maybe two, be five to one going into the the next inning. That uh, that was crucial. That's probably cha- totally changed the momentum. That's what really gave the Dodgers. They survived that. And then it was going to be a tough battle ahead. And the same for I know uh, kind of a late break though by Swanson, but uh, Riley he should have just gone on to third. Not that hesitation. Once he saw him in the rundown, he should have been beelining to third base. And that two outs in that play that killed them. Yeah, that was like only had one out. You still have a shot. Yeah, that's like two base running errors in one play, and you just can't have that. But you know they still had a chance in game seven, though. I mean they were they were up two zero in game seven, and then they continued to fight back. But you knew that you were in a an even battle when you get to game seven, and it's tied. The series is tied three three. That's the difference uh, in that series. Getting to that, I think it all. Once it got to game seven, it definitely favored the Dodgers. They seemed to have momentum. Well, and Max Freed, Max Freed pitched great except for the first inning and couldn't locate, and then he pitched great. and uh, But that's just baseball. Ask Clayton Kershaw. He's been through that too, you know, where he's had one bad inning that uh, got him out of there. And it, it just you just never know. But 
you got to put them away, guys. That's 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 the big thing. You're up three one. You've got to put them away. Don't let them breathe in your life, especially the Los Angeles Dodgers. Then that catch that uh, Clark mentioned uh, best, that one he made against uh, uh, your big guy. Freeman. Against the wall, Freeman, yeah. He, I mean, he just tied it. At first, I thought he had misjudged it. You know, he looked, looked – first moves were a little awkward. Then, boy, he really timed it well, went up, perfect jump, and it was well above the wall. He's not that big a kid. Yeah, he's a he's quite a player, and it's uh, we we talked about things that Cincinnati they're going to be looking for hitting, I would think. And Clark, you can comment on that because uh, they're your boys. Well, I mean, you saw what the Braves did to them in that that series. I mean, they literally couldn't couldn't score a run. Uh, you know, you mentioned earlier. You know, now that the Braves are out. You're looking at. You know, who do they have available? And is there going to be a market for those players? You know, who's got a bat? Who's willing to pay pay for a bat? You know, Cincinnati's never, never put a lot of money on uh, a lot of free agents. They, they'll hang on to a, a Votto or, you know, they'll pay, uh, you know, our, our pitcher we got for a rental for a year, basically. But uh, I don't see them spending a whole – they've never spent a whole lot of money. And that's the hard part about these small market teams – which is what's great about Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay, you know, is not a big spender, uh, but they've, they've got a lot of young talent. Question is, can they, can they, you know, get past the Dodgers? And I don't think any of us think they can. And Clark is Joey Votto's days, best days behind him. I mean, I used to fear him when he'd come up in the lineup and I, I just didn't see it uh, in this series with the Braves. You know, the, the year he got his contract ever since then, he's not been the same hitter. I don't feel like, cause he used to, you know, be a big spray hitter. He could hit it to all all parts of the field, and, and you know now his average is at even high. Yeah, he's not, and he's never been a home run hitter. I mean, a huge home run hitter. But now he's taking away his average, and when you rely on that, and he and he could walk a lot, but not so much the last couple of years. And Rod, uh, Cardinals going to be busy in the off season. They're going to, have to do something with the outfield. I mean, you're, when you're seven, eight, nine, are all outfielders in your batting order. That's not good because that's supposed to be a lot of power coming from them. Average, a couple of them average around 200 in that area. They do have a rookie that started showing himself, Dylan Carlson, towards the end of the playoffs. That uh, I think is going to be good. But we have uh, Ozuna. We could have had. Well, he was ready to stay here, but they didn't, they wouldn't offer him. They offered him a one-year deal. And then we have a Rose Arena, the kid from Tampa Bay. We traded him for a pitcher. But we had other options. There were up four of them they put together, and I think we chose the wrong one to send that direction. And, and Brian, uh, your comments on the whole year. I mean, we played 60 games. Do you think a lot of teams maybe kind of uh, backed off a little bit from making trades and that kind of thing and just kind of went – well, you know, Atlanta went with three guys 23 years and younger – and they didn't have any choice, but they stuck with him. He didn't try to make a big trade at the trade deadline. Is this kind of a, a year that just say, well, if the Dodgers win, it'll be nice if they got that World Series because I think, you know, with the few times they've lost. But has it been kind of a, a like just wait wait until next year kind of year? Well, I, I think it comes down to something that uh, we mentioned earlier in the show. It comes down to money. Uh, you, you know, there, there hasn't been a lot of money influx into the programs here, and that's what's going to make this offseason uh, rather interesting. 
and I have to think that if you look at the Braves and you were oh so close and you know their last World Series uh, appearance was 25 seasons ago <laughs> and, yeah. and, and you know that's that's one of the uh, that kind of leads the uh, the, the uh, I guess the National League and, and uh, right up there with the American League in terms of the number of years and the Braves have have had really good teams they were the National League East champions how many years in a row now and then uh, the Nationals last year go all the way so it, it almost seems like they're just right there every year but uh, in terms of what's going to be spent down the road. I think it's going to be interesting. I, I, I don't know that you're going to have a lot of big money out there this next year just because of, you know, are we going to get to play in front of fans again? Who knows what's going to happen in March? Is there going to be a chance to bring in concessions and have fans in the stadium and all that kind of thing? Uh, I still think we're probably going to be dealing with some social distancing and stuff uh, back in March when whenever the season starts again. And Rod, will the DH be a, a regular thing next year? Well, will that I be? I think it, I think that's the one thing that's going to stay. That would be my guess. I think, of course, the, a lot of upper echelon have been wanting to push that for a long time. The National League has been fighting it off, and it may be hard to to fight it off anymore once you've, they've exposed it a little bit. What I'd like to so see we'll continue see. is the the seven inning games, especially if it's a double header, and maybe more yeah. double headers. Right. And give them an extra day off then, you know. I think the players would love that. I really do. I think they'd like that. And, uh, Clark, we talk about the thing I didn't like about this year in the playoffs was the no day offs. Um, it, it just that, – that just can't um, – it can't be. And it, I'm not just saying because the Braves had to do their thing, but the Dodgers too. It, it, everybody suffered. Uh, but if you've got really strong pitching uh, – and you have to have starters that can go five, at least five in a situation like that, or your bullpen is going to be just wrecked. And I think you saw that when the Braves came back and had to face those relievers, had to face them a second and third time uh, through that lineup. And I think the Dodgers made them pay. It made it tough, but at the same time, it made it very interesting, all the moves. That was one of the things I enjoyed watching the game. Uh, I did get tired of the relievers coming in and out after it seemed like every other batter, but uh, – I enjoyed seeing the thought process and those young kids. Gosh, the Braves got some really good young arm talent, you know, if they can keep them focused and, and keep them healthy. Uh, I did enjoy the, the every day having a game to look forward to and, uh, you know, seeing the managers make their moves and trying to figure out, okay, do we stay with this game and let this game go? Because that became part of the equation. You know, once you got behind, are you going to try to stick with it and win this game or save your pitcher for the next game? You know, I think you're going to have to have more than three pitchers, though, if that's going to be the route that you take. You're going to have to have a five-man rotation, probably, uh, and a good five-man rotation to be able to uh, uh, to succeed if you're going to play back-to-back-to-back games. And the condensed season was probably the biggest part of that, I, I would think. Uh, that's probably not something that's going to stay around, but uh, definitely was a – problem for the Braves after getting past that third game. Well, I no think one thing, uh, part yeah, of the thing on. was uh, part of it was I think get it done quickly before anybody has any issues with COVID. It was almost like a, a rush. And I mean, it was the mentality went into it. Yeah. Uh, I do not think they will do that in a normal season because you're, because you're, you're, everything is worn out. And I'm talking about the trade deadline. It was almost too early to, 
decide if this person is going to come around or not because usually they were some people don't get going till the middle of may well that's that's when you get there now we're almost into september at that point where the person starts kicking in so it was just hard to make a decision based on especially on parameters how they made those judgments in the past well i'm certainly glad to see at least they're allowing eleven thousand people into the stadium because it at least gave it a little bit more of a um you know, a feel for the players because, you know, that's been a long 60 games, Clark. That's, that's, they're, they've been in hotel rooms. They haven't been getting, been able to get out. And I don't know, they couldn't have done that, I don't think, for 120 games. And, and it, it's just, it, it really was tougher, I think, on them. But some people mentioned it kind of made some teams closer because they had to spend all their time together. Well, it definitely kept you focused on what you were doing was baseball. Uh, yeah, I don't think they could have extended that season any longer. I think, like I said, some people were getting tired, and I'm with Rod. I think they just—they're just glad to get to the World Series, glad to get two teams, and you know, want to get through it without any kind of big problems. But you know, you talked a minute ago about free agency. The thing is, uh, you know, wouldn't you hate to be a free agent this year, though? Oh yeah. You know, if you're afraid the money's not there, and then you know, are you going to take the first offer because you're afraid there won't be a second one? Well, you know those owners are going to say, we don't have any money. I mean, that's that's going to be the first thing that comes out of their mouth, I'm sure. They asked uh, Alex Anthopoulos about Ozuna, and I think the Braves would be interested if he only DHs. I don't think his days in the field may be over because it's kind of um, – you know, the Cardinals kind of saw that too, Rod. Um, uh, it can be an adventure out right. there with Marcel. Yeah, if we'd have had the DH, you know, when they – were going through the contract offer and all that, they probably would have signed him then. Yeah. And, and that's going to be, that's going to be a big difference. And that's going to, that's going to change things in the national league and, and how they look at things. But to me, Rod, it is a hitters. The, it, people are looking for hitters now, whereas they used to look for pitching all the time. I think all these teams that are in the hunt uh, are looking for hitters. Well, how many teams have, you have a lot of players in the playoffs that bat and won something. You know, you look right. through, you know, somebody get a big hit here there. But uh, this has not been a lot of good batting averages as a whole. And it looks like it could be the end for Nick Markakis too. So, I don't know. Um, I hate to see him go, but I, I just – he wasn't catching up with that fastball at the end. So, and one thing, one other point about the Braves, Acuna, Acuna was – had some wrist problems and he didn't perform like I think he's capable of performing. And there, the power was not there with him. Well, another thing is, I think he got a little too, too happy in that flipping over first base hurt him. And so, uh, you know, I think he'll bounce back though, because he, he showed a lot when he was hot. It's fun. Let's, we're going to talk about football next. We're going to talk about the Tennessee balls. Clark? No, it's not. Yeah, we're going to talk about them a lot <laughs> as we continue here with Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees. Rely on the experienced professionals at Prentice Awesome Heating and Air. Whether it's the blazing heat of summer or the bitter cold of winter, let the Rain Pro professionals at Prentice Awesome Heating and Air Conditioning on West College Street keep your home or business comfortable year-round. We service all major brands and in most cases offer same-day service. Call us today at 615-890-1311. Prentice Awesome Heating and Air, your Rain Pro partner, heating and cooling contractor on West College Street, just under the Thompson Lane overpass. 
Market declines, unemployment, oil prices. Don't let headlines derail your long-term financial strategy. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Lee Colvin. I'll work with you to help you understand the impact of short-term events and how to be positioned for the long-term. We provide the tools for a disciplined approach to investing. Call 615-907-7056 for an opportunity to discuss your situation. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. If you're thinking of remodeling your kitchen or bathroom, come see us at Carpets by Osborne. Carpets by Osborne is a family-owned business, and we stand behind our work. Carpets by Osborne, with you every step of the way. I'm Brad Bug. And I am Heather Guerin. Carpets by Osborne specializes in commercial flooring and commercial projects. Visit our spacious showroom at 1402 Northwest Broad Street. Next to Tire World. Or we are happy to come to you. Carpets by Osborne. Parmesan, Asiago, and fresh mozzarella. All this cheesing is rather pleasing. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, tastes like a million bucks. The pepperoni cheeser cheeser at Little Caesars. Little Caesars just introduced crazy bread stuffed with melted cheese. Don't do it! It's too crazy! New stuffed crazy bread with crazy sauce. Oh, it's crazy. On Memorial Boulevard, Warrior Drive, Franklin Road, and Rutherford Boulevard. Pizza, pizza. Parks Auction. We handle everything. The auction is a means of drawing people together for a quick, easy sale. I've always been a big fan of auctions. You know, you get instant sale, no contingencies and everything. I've known the guys over there my entire life. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Call Parks Auction at 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance takes great pride in treating local athletes here in Rutherford County. Experts in joint, bones, and muscles. And with over 65 specialists, TOA has a playbook to get you back in the game. To request an appointment, visit toa.com or call 855-NEED-TOA. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance, TOA. Live your best life. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com and on our iPhone and Android apps. Welcome back to Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees, and we're here to talk about some college football here in this segment. And uh, let's just let's just go around the horn because it wasn't a good week. Now what? Vanderbilt didn't play, right? That's correct. They didn't play okay. due to COVID and uh, situations there. And Tennessee shouldn't have played. Now. And Tennessee shouldn't have played. Well, they didn't play. I mean, they played, but they didn't play. You know, you go through a season, and Tennessee will break your heart, just like the Atlanta Braves will. Got off to a good start. Had a Rough game against Georgia, although they did score some points, but it seemed like it was carryover or jet lag from the from the Georgia game, Clark. Well, that's what I've thought too. You know what Tennessee fans want is a rise. You know you want to see steady improvement. We had an eight game winning streak, had a great first half against Georgia. We're excited. It fell apart, and you go, oh well, you know those things happen. But the Kentucky game was just – you felt like we shot back like three years back. 
which was just miserable trying to watch that game on Saturday. And then knowing that Alabama's coming to town this week, you know, I bet there won't be many Tennessee fans in the stadium and there won't be a lot of Tennessee fans watching TV. So where do they go from here, Clark? What, what's, what's the answer? Well, Tennessee fans want a new quarterback. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, do you? It won't happen this week, I don't think. I think you'll see it after the Alabama game because you sure hate to put a new kid out there and get destroyed against Alabama, whether people still want a new quarterback or not. But, I mean, we're not in the national championship hunt. We're not in the SEC East hunt. We don't want to deal with Garantown on next year, obviously, even if he could come back, which nobody wants. So, as a fan, you go, all right, I'm good with that. Let's put, our, let's put our freshman quarterback in. Other schools have freshman quarterbacks performing well. Let's put him in. Let's build around him and see where we go. Even if we're going to lose a game or two along the way, I think fans are okay with that if they see that change happening. The, um, you know, usually they play Kentucky in the month of November, and the schedule has been different. Did you think that had any effect in that game a little bit, the fact that they've had to play them so early? They shouldn't have lost to them, let's, let's face it. They shouldn't have lost to Kentucky. But the fact that they played them so early in the year, any anything with that or just they just didn't play well? They just didn't play well. And then once – you know, the bad thing about any team at any level, you know, I just tell my kids, I don't mind getting beat if you're giving effort. But if you don't give effort – it's just miserable for everybody. And that's the way I think everybody saw Tennessee once those two, three interceptions basically in a row happened. I think the, the, everybody quit. Mm-hmm. And that's just not acceptable. Well, the quarterback play has has been the the real problem the last number of years. I mean, he, he I, I don't know. There hasn't been any improvement. And if anything, uh, Clark, there's been a regression in in Garantano, I think. Uh, I mean, three picks in one game against Kentucky. I mean, that he's he's not seeing his reads or something. Well, I mean, Pruitt is from the Saban tree, and you know, Alabama as good as you know their quarterback was last year. I won't try to say his name to it. They've always been a system quarterback kind of guy. You know, manage the game, let the athletes do, don't make mistakes, those kinds of things. And that's all I think he wants Garantano to do is manage a game, and he can't even manage the game. And I feel for the kid. I mean, I truly do. I felt so sorry for him. But as a coach, you know, you're coaching to win. Again, at any level, elementary basketball, I was coaching to win, middle school, high school, college. And sometimes you just – you have to take a kid out. They can't, they're not performing. That's just what happens. Well, we switch it a little bit to – MTSU, and we'll go to our MTSU spokesperson. That would be Rod Edwards. And uh, Rod, uh, were you at that game, Rod? I was not. Uh, I saw it on TV, though. And it was not pretty after, what, the first quarter, midway second quarter? Right. In fact, uh, it started out looking pretty good, you know, and because the last couple games, they moved the ball. Uh, Quarterback did well, but then Became became a shootout, but uh, they had a little better defense, and and NTSU just could not uh, stop them, and it was just got, ended up being kind of a freight train that rolled over. 
Before, at first it was Tennessee was ahead, then it was back and forth, and then uh, mistakes, and then things just got rolled away from them. You know, sometimes it, it is like a snowball effect, and you just can't stop it no matter what. But um, some people that I talked to that were at the game said that um, MTSU could not tackle them. It's almost like they ran out of ran out of gas in that game. Um, but the, when the defense gets out there on the field for a long period of time, that sometimes happens, doesn't it? It does, especially uh, they were getting getting more on the running game. We had quite a lot of yardage running. That wears your defense down more than I think the passing game does. And MTSU was relying more on the passing game. And that, that probably played a, a big effect. But, uh, Tennessee's been struggling tackling uh, really all year. And they had a decent performance out of the quarterback, but they're going to have to have more offense from other people stepping up, don't they? Mm-hmm. I don't – they just don't seem like his success running is, you know, go back to pass and they'll see a hole and they'll go through it. But if you have a play designed to run, even with a zone blocking and all, they don't – it seems like they're getting beat at the line of scrimmage when they have a regular running play and it goes nowhere. You know, I think it's going to be interesting this week as they play Rice, and Rod Rice hasn't played a game all year. They've they've had some COVID issues, and this is going to be their first game. It's going to be at home. So you've got a team that has, has not played a game so far this year versus a team that's played six games now or going into their sixth game. I don't, But I don't know if that gives them an advantage or if Rice is going to be so fired up to play. I, I, it's, it's, it's really hard to see how that's going to hash out. Yeah, it's it's hard to read. You know, kids can you know certain situations are a little out of the abnormal. Kids can go great, or they can go the other way. You just don't know how they're going to react to it. MTSU depends on their mental attitude. You know, are they are they down after this loss? They were thinking things were getting better over the last two games. They looked a lot better, and this was kind of a big letdown then. Well, let's go nationally a little bit here and talk about the uh, Georgia Bama game and Clark. Uh, that was a shootout. It was a shootout, and you saw, I mean, you saw upper echelon type players in the SEC. You're going to see a lot of these guys on Sunday playing in the NFL. I think people were surprised at halftime at the score and how it was going, but you saw what Alabama did in the second half, which was totally dominate the second half of the game, which I think surprised a lot of people. And I think Georgia got a little of the medicine they gave Tennessee in the second half. Is that a preview to the uh, SEC championship, do you think? Oh, I definitely think it's a preview, but I don't think I don't think Georgia wants to see Alabama again, but they're going to. Well, I, you know, I, I guess there's some other teams in the mix, but how, how does the West look? And, and uh, you know, I know LSU is coming off of last year's win is um, kind of having a tough road to hoe. I mean, the West looks like – um, it, it's always more competitive over there than the East. Uh, is there anybody to challenge Alabama and uh, and Georgia in each of their conferences? I don't think so. I think if you look at the teams, you know, I think Alabama got their scare against Ole Miss, and you know, Saban used that against get them to get them ready for Georgia. I don't think Georgia's going to see anybody. I mean, Florida's a wild card, I know, but Georgia's defense, you know is going to stop just about anybody. You know, Alabama just has such speed, and their quarterback, which is what we want for Tennessee, manages the game so well and always seems to make the right throws. 
and their uh, their receivers are just last couple of years are just out of this world. I mean, they're ready for the next level, and that you know that's hard to stop that kind of athlete over a long period of time when you add in a you know really solid running game with a good offensive line. And on the national level, does this look like um, you know is the SEC? Um, the the conference to beat again this this year. I I wonder what your thoughts are on that, considering other conferences and who's playing this year. Well, I mean, Ohio State hasn't played yet. They're getting ready to start their action, and they seem to be a a player. But I wouldn't be surprised if we're not watching what round four maybe now of Alabama Clemson. Yeah. I would say that's a pretty good bet right now. Uh, the way things are going. But uh, we have got to um, kind of wrap up our college part of it. Uh, any comments uh, about MTSU or Tennessee? What do they got to do next week? Clark, start with you. Well, I don't think Tennessee just wants to survive. I think if they're competitive against Alabama, they'll consider that a win. Rod, what about the Blue Raiders? The Blue Raiders have got to go out in hungry. You know, they cannot be – Licking their wounds, they've got to go in. They've got to attack. They got the advantage. They've already played several games, and uh, so they have to go in hungry. So they're not out motivated by Rice. All right, we'll be back with more primetime sports pigskin picks next. Pizza. When consistency is your set standard, the reward is loyalty. Sir Pizza would like to thank their loyal Murfreesboro customers for their continued support. And if you haven't tried Sir Pizza, it's truly an experience that has to be tasted to be appreciated. Stop in Sir Pizza on East Main, Memorial, and South Church and discover what those of us who love Sir Pizza already know. It's good to the very edge. Sir Pizza, you made me love pizza again. Loveless Fine Photography is the official school photographers for Blackman, Central Magnet, MTCS, PCA, Rockvale, Siegel, and Stewart's Creek. Yes, they take individual photos, but what you may not know is if there's a school event, Loveless is probably there. Sports, choirs, plays, homecoming, band, prom, graduation, the list is endless. And you can view those memories at lovelessphotography.com. Spend some time online, lovelessphotography.com. Check all of their galleries, 615-890-1558. You've heard people say you know your work by your name, but there's no better name for residential and business concrete work than Dan France Concrete. From basic slabs to decorative stamping, for your next concrete project, call Dan France Concrete, 615-642-5152. This is Dan with Dan France Concrete, wishing all Rufford County student-athletes a great season. Study hard, play harder, and be safe. Trust me, Dan is committed to the community and will offer you a great product. He'll stand behind his work and make sure you're satisfied with every aspect of the work. Dan France Concrete rely on the experienced professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air. If your old unit needs a tune-up, the professionals at Prentice Alsop Heating and Air service all major brands and even offer same-day service in most cases. Keep your home or business comfortable year-round. Call us today at 615-890-1311. Prentice Alsop Heating and Air, your Ring Pro Partner Heating and Cooling Contractor on West College Street, just under the Thompson Lane overpass. Online at PrenticeAlsop.com. 
We're at Jerry Potts Car Care on Southgate Boulevard talking with Stacy Potts Orfis. And if it's on, under, or inside of a vehicle, they can work on it. We do anything from small engine repairs to installing engines and transmissions. Still even just your simple everyday things like oil changes, brakes, all suspension work, anything related to drivability concerns, emissions testing. Plus tires and alignment at Jerry Potts Car Care on Southgate Boulevard near the county school board office. 867 and the Blue Raiders win again. Man, I really need to get some new MT gear. Where are you going? I thought I'd go to the bookstore. Bookstore? I thought you wanted gear. Businesses always put what they're most proud of in their name. So where do you go? Raider Tees. They have tees, polos, hats, chairs, tents, artwork, everything blue for the true Blue Raider fan. They're just off Broad Street behind Chewy's Restaurant on Ridgely Road. Raider Tees. Like us on Facebook for early notice of specials and sales. Raider Tees. Bigger, better, and go blue. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com and on our iPhone and Android apps. And we welcome you back to Primetime Sports here on a Thursday and it is time for Pigskin Picks and back after a week absence is our commissioner, Clark Blair. Well, I heard there was discussion while I was out, but I mean, you know, I'll just, you know, get everything I think the only one that, I think the only one that really lost out on that uh, wiping out that week was probably me, but I, I, I just graciously said, let's just throw it out. Okay, okay. Well, things didn't, haven't changed really much since week three. We're heading to week 10. Brian is overall 72 and 11. That's hard and to believe in itself. <laughs> John is still in the lead. <laughs> right behind him are you, John, at 71 and 12. And me and Rod are tied at third with a record of 63 and 20, nine games back. As oh, the wow. season is winding down. So, let's so get are, y'all, are, are y'all just going to kind of play it out now? Just kind of like, I mean. Well, a couple of years ago, remember, I went out on a limb and had like an 11 and 0 week one week. I need one of those. Yeah, yeah, you do. Well, maybe you can get it this week. Well, Here we go. Games are pretty tough. All right, we'll start out with a game I think you guys are calling tomorrow night. Blackman on the road at Seagull, Brian. Um, uh, the Blaze are kind of approaching this as uh, a, a playoff run since last week. Uh, they look better against the, the Rockville Rockets, and I think they will get the victory here over the Stars. Uh, kind of worry about the Stars' offense. They just haven't been. Uh, Rod told me that Rodney Randolph will be back. That should help. Uh, I think they'll play as tough as they can uh, defensively. I don't know if they can move the ball on Blackman. Um, I'm going to go with the Blaze. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with the Blaze. I know Siegel would love to, to pick up the first win of the year, but I think they're going to have a hard time stopping Blackman. And I'll go with uh, Blackman. I think the quarterback, Drew Beam, makes a difference. Uh, he's been here third year starting, and uh, the offense runs through him, so I'll go with Blackman. All right. Eagle is hosting Mount Pleasant. Uh, I think this one stands to be a, a very good game. Again, last week, um, you know, Eagleville had to have that win against Summertown and a crazy play at the end of the game. All Summertown had to do was take a knee and win the ball game, and, and Eagleville comes out the victor. So um, maybe the uh, football gods are shining on the Eagleville Eagles. I, I say they're going to get a win and a very close one. Uh, non-region game, but I, I believe uh, Eagleville will continue their winning ways this week as well. 
Well, I'm, I'm excited after their start that they've uh, – looks like they're going to be in the playoffs, and I do. I think they'll get a win against Mount Pleasant tomorrow night. Well, like you said, it was a shocking win. The last play, I know the head coach for uh, Summertown is kicking himself for not uh, taking a knee. But uh, big win for Eagle Bowl, and Mount Pleasant is down. Usually they're a strong team, but they're only won one game this year, so I'll go with Eagle Bowl. All right. The Laverne and Smyrna game, I don't think any of us would have predicted at this point in week 10 we'd have 4-0 Laverne in the region versus 4-0 Smyrna in the region with all this COVID stuff going on. It's probably why we're there, but a great matchup. Yeah, and and the past number of years have been a, a great matchup. Um, I think one thing going in the Bulldogs' favor is it's in Smyrna, and another thing is they've only lost one game in this series, so it's kind of hard to go against the Bulldogs, although I think it's going to be a heck of a game. I'm going with Smyrna. I'm going with Smyrna only because it's at Smyrna, and I think psychologically, unless Mike Woodward can uh, do some miracles with their psyche, I think Smyrna will always have the edge in that, so I'm going with the Bulldogs. But you two guys are in last place, and and you know next to last, you might want to go for this one. This is this is a pretty good one to throw up there. I mean, I think that the obviously the big difference here, you know, can Banner have just a, an unusual game uh, at Smyrna? And I'll take that little hook you threw out there, John. I'm gonna go with the go with Laverne. There you go, Rod. Well, we're going. We're coming after you, boys. I'm oh. going to go with Ray Banner and Dre Webb. Uh, what a combination. And so this is their time. I'm going with Laverne. Well, right. Smyrna's going to have a bounce back here. I mean, the, you know, they, they took it on the chin with Ravenwood last week, so it's going to depend on how they come back from that, I think. And Brian Laverne hasn't won in forever. I know. It's been it, – it was the late 90s, I think, somewhere yeah. in there. But if there's a year for crazy things to happen, this is it. Yeah. So sure. are you did Rod I hear him say Laverne? Mm-hmm. Is that what he's going with? I did. Okay. No. Well you'll be We're coming eight after you too. You'll be eight you you'll are... be eight games back if you get it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be wow. then uh, we'll see you I'm down the road. This <laughs> <laughs> Mount Tennessee Christian on the road to Mount Juliet Christian. Um, I, I'm, I think the, uh, the Cougars are, are playing really well right now. And that's, that's a good thing for them as, as they get geared up for playoffs. So I'm going with MTCS. Man, they've got freshmen playing well. They got good quarterback play. I'm, I'm going with the Christian school Cougars. Yep. I'm going to the Cougars as well. Uh, I think they, they'll have a pretty easy time with Mount Juliet tomorrow. Yeah. Mount Juliet is way down, uh, Quarterback, uh, receiver combination, Aiden Hooper, Jonathan Burns had three TDs last week. So I'm going to go with the Cougars. All right. Oakland versus Coffee County. Coffee County's had probably one of the best seasons they've had in years, but Oakland is different monster. Oakland is Oakland. You know, and I think they proved a lot last week uh, with a very good Riverdale team which, um, you know, was, was top five and, and I think still deserving of being top five. And, um, you know, they played Oakland well. But I'm, I'm going to go with the Patriots in this one over the Red Raiders. I'm going with Oakland and it won't be close. I'm going to agree with you, John, going with the Patriots. Yeah, this, this is one of those easy ones. I would go with Oakland. A huge game in 6A. Riverdale travels on the road. Probably really, I guess it's their first true road game they played at Blackman. But leaving the county and heading to an undefeated Warren County. 
Yeah, boy, th- this is this is for a home playoff game right here, and uh, it, it's a, a really really big game. Uh, for both of these teams, uh, Warren County is having more success than they've had probably in school history. Just about it. Uh, I know they had a team go eight and zero. They could make some school history by going nine and zero. And being at Warren County makes this an interesting game. But I have faith in uh, Coach Kreisky's squad that they'll have a bounce back and secure a home playoff game. I'm going with the Warriors. This game scares me to death. <clears throat> I mean, it's just. It's a it's an upset waiting to happen, um, being there and Riverdale has got to bounce back mentally and get ready to play. With that being said, I'm going to pull a rod and say Riverdale. All right, I think the key, like you said, it's a bounce back game after what happened in Oakland. My worry, and the worry at the Blair House, is not to let C.J. Taylor get going early. Mm-hmm. I think if they get on Riverdale early. I mean, I think their psyche's a little down. You know, that touchdown they gave up to Oakland right there before the half just deflated them. I think if they went in the half uh, without that score, I think that second half might have been a little bit different. So they can't let Warren County get out early. Uh, I'm going to go with Riverdale, but I, I'm like, John, this game scares me to death. Yep, it's a, it's a tough one. You know, Clark mentioned C.J. Taylor. He's had over 1,352 yards rushing this year, 19 TDs. Uh, you got the running backs of Quinard and Lloyd combined for 1,307 yards, so he's a little bit more than both of them, 17 TDs between them. But even go back to Oakland, you got uh, James and Patterson. They have 1,335 yards, so he equals the two of those. So this is going to be a big test. Uh, Riverdale's lucky they only have one person left, but I'm going to pull the other rod. I'm going to pick uh, Warren County. Wow. Mm. My wife doesn't like you at all now, Rod. Yep, yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> she wants a home playoff game, and, I mean, this this is it. I mean, this is – home field is on, on the line. Yep. All right, Stewart's Creek heads over to Overton. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, the Red Hawks in this one. I'll take the Red Hawks as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see much fight coming out of Overton. I'm going with Stewart's Creek, and I'll go with Stewart's Creek. I do want to add one little note in here. This one is going to be at Stewart's Creek this week, okay? Because that that is the change Coach Caudell uh, announced that on the coaches show, and I think it's really neat. They're going to allow Overton to have their senior night at Stewart's Creek, so moms and dads and fans can be there. Uh, so I think that was a, a great move by the Stewart's Creek program to do that. It's good. I like that. And is that game on Thursday, right? Mm, I don't know that. I, I think it's supposed to still be on Friday, but um, I, I, I don't think they changed the day. I think it's just okay. the location. I thought I'd heard a rumor they were looking at moving it to Thursday. I wasn't sure on that one. Here's another easy pick for everybody. Tennessee versus Alabama. <laughs> Hmm, boy. Well, there were years ago. I can remember when I first started uh, pigskin picks back as a wee lad when it used to be the big orange, but not this year. I'm going with Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> we could, Can we put points on this and get points for how many points? No. Differential? Oh. No. <laughs> that, has to go through, that has to go through the committee chairpersons. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's going to get ugly. I'm going I even I just hate saying the word Alabama. 
Okay, you can say Crimson Tide like I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's another tough pick, though. we got the Blue Raiders on the road heading to Rice. Yeah, we kind of talked about this earlier in the program. Uh, you know, Rice's very first game of the season, but Middle Tennessee has, has had a tough uh, tough road to hoe. I think this maybe is a pick'em game, and I'm going with the home team just because it is a pick'em game, and, and Rice being at home, if they can get out uh, early in that game, it could be devastating for the Blue Raiders. So I'm going to pick Rice. I'm going with the Rice Owls. All right. I've stuck with MTSU all year long, and it's burnt me, and I'm going to go one more week. You're eight games Just back, Clark. I need a game. <laughs> that, that, okay. Okay. Then I'll go with I'll go with Clark. Go with Blue Raiders. Boy, Rod could really pick up games. He might even yeah. we, might, we might be able to see him in the rearview mirror, Brian, after this week. <laughs> have you have you shaken in your boots? Rod going with Clark just doesn't mean as much this year as it has in the past. <laughs> I'm riding it. I'm riding that Brian Barrett bandwagon. He's on a roll. You are. I and mean, one game, I mean the pressure is really getting the Brian. Oh, just wait. I'm gonna wait till we get to, you know, the last Playoffs. week of the season. All right. We haven't talked about the Titans much, but they are undefeated hosting an undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers team. Yeah, uh, boy, th- this is this is a very tough game. I-, I was disappointed in the way the Titans played at times last week, but they got it done when they needed to. Uh, that game is at Pittsburgh, right? No, it's at Tennessee. It's at Tennessee? Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the Titans protecting the home field. I'm going with the Titans, but I don't believe it. I believe they're due a game where they're going to get kicked. Yeah. I hope the Titans win, but I'm going to try to pick up another game here. I'm going to steal one with the Steelers. And I'm going to try to pick up my fourth game. I'll go with the Steelers. Boy, it could be a really bad week for you guys if it doesn't work out. (laughs) What difference does it make? It's been a bad season. (laughs) All right. right. Quit your whining, guys. That's going to do it for this portion of Primetime Sports. We'll be back to wrap things up right after this. Jay Mullins, Jewelry and Gifts on West Murfield Boulevard. Here with Brian Watson, and you've got this reactor watch. Nothing else is built like it. It's made to be able to do what you want to do in it. That's actually guaranteed waterproof down to 100 meters. And a great warranty with the reactor watch. Two years, buckle to buckle. If you drop it in the middle of the street and run it over with your car, we'll send it in for you, and they're going to take care of it. Guaranteed 48-hour turnaround from the time we send it off till we get it back. Jay Mullins Jewelry, 352 West Northville Boulevard, between Memorial and Sulphur Springs. Middle Tennessee Christian School, training for eternity. The large majority of our kids are involved in athletics or extracurricular activities, one or the other. And most are doing multiple activities. MTCS President Matt Tiller. And that's a great preparation for life. How many of us in our life are just doing one thing? So a well-rounded student is a huge deal. Invest in your child's future in a Christ-centered environment with many athletic and extracurricular choices. Without a doubt, our students have the opportunity to be involved in multiple activities. To find out more, visit mtcscougars.org. This is Steve Martin at Steve Martin Construction. It may be a cliche, but home is where the heart is, and at Steve Martin Construction, we put our heart into every custom home we've built. It's the small things that make a house a home, and we understand that a little luxury can go a long way. 
You can see some of our work online at stevemartinconstruction.com. I look forward to talking to you about building your dream home. Steve Martin Construction, 904-9639. And online at stevemartinconstruction.com. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. So what if your roommate decides to microwave a metal mixing bowl and sets your apartment on fire? I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Auto, renters, frankly, any kind of insurance. I've got your back. Call me at 615-893-1417. Attention, former Murfreesboro Electric customers. You should get the last newsletter from Murfreesboro Electric. Save it. It is a great introduction to Middle Tennessee Electric. We're talking with Amy Byers. Well, who do we call if we have an outage? That's on here. How to report an outage is on the back of that sheet, and we are linked to their outage network now. And it also has how to set up your MyMTMC account. The place to go is mtmc.com. From the pit to the plate, Rick's Barbecue is serving up the best meats in Murfreesboro. You just say Rick's, and it means barbecue. That's Mike Lanning at Rick's Barbecue. Just one chance to eat it. I think you'll come back consistently all the time. And you've got to try that loaded baked potato. We get a lot of compliments on our potatoes. They're loaded down with butter and sour cream and cheese, bacon bits, and loaded with whatever choice of meat you want, beef, ham, pork, or chicken. Rick's Barbecue on Warrior Drive just off South Church Street. Primetime Sports presented by Ideas Tees on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com and on our iPhone and Android apps. Well, welcome you back to Primetime Sports. We're going to wrap things up here, and it has been an interesting pigskin picks week. You know, Rod, Rod and Clark doing their last hurrah to try to get back in it. You know, they have a possibility. Yeah, there there are some games in there, some really close ones. Um, I think Riverdale Warren County is going to be interesting. Uh, Titans and Steelers, Rice and Middle Tennessee, uh, and maybe even that Tennessee Alabama game. Nah, probably not. But anyway, there's some going to be some close ones in there. I think. <laughs> well, what we got this weekend, Brian? Well, uh, we've got tomorrow night on WGNS the Riverdale, or I'm sorry, the Blackman and Siegel game here on the radio. We've got two local teams playing each other in a big region game. So we'll have that. Blackman's kind of in playoff mode. 6 o'clock will be Murphy's matchups at 6.30. The three of you guys will have the uh, primetime sports countdown to kickoff, sponsored by the law offices of John Day, and then kickoff at uh, 7 o'clock. Saturday morning, Prentice also heating and air coaches corner, fueled by Donut Country and Chick-fil-A. Begins at 8 o'clock. Just before 8, we have our scoreboard and recap of our broadcast game and then uh, the coaches' conversation all the way into uh, MTCS Cougar Corner at 10.15. And that will be followed by Middle Tennessee at Rice. Pre-game coverage at 1 o'clock with uh, Dick Palmer and Dwayne Hickey and uh, 2.30 kickoff from Rice as uh, Chip Walters and West Counts have the play-by-play right here on the radio. All right, Clark and Rod, we'll see you at the pregame show on Friday. And uh, for Clark and Rod and Brian Barrett, this is John Dinkins. Until we see you next week on Primetime Sports, presented by IDST. So long, everybody.